Welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week, WCW has some big news, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. We're, which we'll bring up in a little, just a little bit. WWF, we rebelled with rebellion in the UK, and we're running to no mercy in two weeks. Now we're in Corey's favorite arena tonight. For that later. Yep. <laughs> I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, and I'm alongside here with the Human Rights Database, Corey Mack. Boy, have I got the news for you guys Ooh. tonight. No, so is living legend, my booble. Hi, everybody. Guys, we've been gone for about a week or so because of the holidays. Mm-hmm. How was it rewatching the episodes this week? Did forget things kind of... No, no. Kind of went back into motion. I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, honestly, both companies uh, recap everything at the beginning of the show. So, yeah. I mean, I paid attention to the recap this week. Like, I usually just gloss over that while they're talking, but so I paid attention this week. But normally, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So we're coming back from the holidays with some big news Woo-hoo. for WCW. So let's get to WCW Monday Nitro. October 4th, 1999. We're in Kansas City, Missouri. We're in the Kemper arena. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So that's uh, something right there. That, uh, you know, we're in the arena that Owen Hart passed away in. You had to to know this day was coming. They, they, um, They scheduled the arena so far out. That yeah. this was undoubtedly scheduled before I'm May twenty sure. third, um, and they had to be looking at it on the calendar like, mm, yeah, does Brett show up? That had to be what they're thinking. Do we have Brett work? Does he stay home? Up to Brett, you know. Up to Brett. Of course, yeah, it's it up to Brett. Yeah, and I think that, he made the right move. That'd be a weird conversation. How do you broach that? Yeah, I'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. But we have some news from WCW that we found out on WCW.com. But we're going to know from one Corey Mack. I was shocked they just announced it. But right. That too. Well, they, they over, before, over the weekend, and they had been talking for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But over the weekend, WCW came to terms with a new... Uh, head writer? Head writer. Head of creative, maybe? Yep, head of creative, head writer, Vince Russo. And his partner, Ed Ferrara, um, are leaving the World Wrestling Federation and coming to WCW to be the head of creative there to try to jumpstart WCW and take it in a new direction because, well, they need one. Now, having said that, before I go into that, I actually think WCW has made positive strides in the creative direction in the last month or so. Um, since Bischoff left, um, do I love everything they're doing? No, but I think compared to the summer shows, hmm. there is a renewed focus on certain people and under people, and there is at least a feeling that you could see where they might be trying to go. Having said that, you can't blame them at all for making this deal. Yeah, so you can't blame them. I mean, while anybody who pays attention knows that. You could have as many lead writers as you want. There's one guy in that company that runs through. That's Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's not a bad thought press. Like, hey, the guy who came up with a lot of the stuff they're doing that is beating us mm-hmm. is available. Uh, you know, what's going to make it worse? Desperate. <laughs> I mean, who knew? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, so I don't hate the signing. No, no, I don't hate it either. Keep it a kayfabe here. I don't hate the signing. I think it's a, I think it's a, I mean, you need something. Uh, you need, like, I think what you said a minute ago, you may not like the direction, but they have a clear direction, finally. Yeah. You know, which is something they lacked oh, for four months. That's very true. So, uh, yeah, that's huge news. And, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it before Raw, too, because this has an effect on World Wrestling Federation as well. How uh, like, money and stuff? Money? I don't, I don't remember at the time. I don't think they said the about money part, but it... It was. It had to be a good part because that's why he left. Yeah. Was money. Uh, basically, long story short, they had added SmackDown, which is another two hours that he had to write. They offered him no extra money. Wanted him to put even more hours into the office, and he said, "Vince, you know, I got, I got kids. I'd like to see that. them." Vince is like, "Oh, why? That's why you hire a nanny." Yes, I don't care about my kids. Why do you care yeah. about your kids? And he said, to his credit, that was the last. That was the last straw. When he's like, just get a nanny. You don't need to see your kids. He's like, nah, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. And that's when he reached out to WCW, and they were like, whew, fuck yeah, prayers are answered. Although, you had to have known. You had to have known. With your limitations set mm-hmm. on you by your corporate landlords, and what he's prone to write, you had to know. Oil and this water. This was not going to work. And I never thought about this, honestly, until just now. Michelle, I'm curious what you think about this as well. What does it say about Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara that they have this meeting, the two Vince's, and he doesn't try and keep them? What does that tell you? What, what should that have told WCW? He was like, all right. You know what I mean? That nah, Vince doesn't care. You know, like, yeah, like, well, we can, we're, we can try something else. In all fairness, Vince McMahon didn't find out until the middle of the night when he got a drunken phone call from <laughs> Vince Russo, who let him know he'd already signed with WWE. There's that. Ironically, the same way Savage did it. <laughs> Two different reasons, though. Russo was scared of McMahon. Savage, it wasn't he was scared of him, but more like they had been really close friends for eight years and it was killing him to do it. So he had to, like, just get smoshed and then make the phone call. He couldn't do it face-to-face. Like, yep. too close. We've been through too much. Like, it's going to be a huge, huge change in the wrestling world. So, uh, they announced he signed. Yes. Uh, why isn't he starting yet? To, uh, they're doing... he's not on camera, so I'm no. curious why... Uh, there's not like a no compete clause. No, he because he was no longer under contract. Um, he, I think it's they're giving them like two to three weeks to move down to Atlanta, get, get your some, family yeah. situated, get your house figured out, and they gave them uh, what is tentatively scheduled as October 25th, the night after Halloween Havoc, is going to be their first night. That does not happen. Yeah. Things get so bad, they actually start the 18th of October. <laughs> I, I will say, the uh, to uh, your question, Boom, about, I think it's just 
that Vince McMahon mindset of, well, fuck it. If you don't want to be here, yeah, also, get out of here. It's also the fuck you then. Yeah. You know, you're, Good luck. You know, we're already destroying them. Good luck. And, you know, he and McMahon uh, couldn't understand why the getting a nanny thing was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's the nail, back. nail in the coffin. Like, to him, it's like, I don't know, you're afraid of work? Because, like, of course, that's how he would take it. And, like, so Bruce Pritchard, for, um, you know, his ass-kissing he does, yeah, has talked about, like, I mean, they work, like, 18-hour days, right? And so Vince was already, Russo was already doing that. So he's like, what other time am I supposed to, like, dedicate to this? Like, there are times when Vince never leaves the building. He just will, at best, sleep in his chair for a couple of hours and then get back to work out and back to the desk. Maybe he should, because his company sucks. Yeah, no, he should I, leave. To me, that's not a hell. I mean, take a step back and see it. From I understand that the ones who truly become uh, work their asses off, I get that. But there's a point. <laughs> it's like, all right, now you're just, you're just dumb. So let's see where the new writers take WCW in a couple weeks. So let's get to October 4th edition in the Kemper Arena. We start the show off with a car pulling up, and it's Goldberg driving it as he uh, parks it. Then we see Sid show up from behind lurking and stalking and noticing that he parked in spot 22. And then he goes, like, I'll see you later, Gold Bill. I already know what was going to happen. I love, not love, lust, annoy, I don't know. Like, when The Rock shows up, he's in, like, a Lincoln Town car. When anybody from this company shows up, here's, like, a Toyota Tracel. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? Like a Camry and or something. And why is Goldberg driving him? What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. And, and Goldberg drove, and Goldberg and uh, yeah, Sid both right. driving a car back-to-back weeks. We're the common people, man. <laughs> are driving the smallest cars Possible. There's right? no way Sid's fitting in. Oh, I guess he was fitting he in that. Yeah. <laughs> he got out. It's like I, a I don't think it's like he a fit. Commercial. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he fit. I think he sped and then they turned the car off and he coasted and lucky <laughs> enough got that spot. Yeah. Um, so once again, Goldberg and Sid can't touch. So we're having a car fetish right now. Car wars. <laughs> oh shit. Welcome to car wars. Monster truck match. Mm-hmm. Redo oh, it, baby. Watch redo it. It's havoc. Welcome to car wars. Are we on. Joe. Like, and T. Can we bring the Dungeon of Doom back, but with Sid as the giant? I could see Sid as Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> we get a recap from last week. Uh, Goldberg destroying Sid's car. Uh, Sting attacking Hogan multiple times during the night. Hogan Can make- I have your autograph? <laughs> uh, Hogan making the save for Brett and Flair with one leg by beating up the total package Sting and DDP. Uh, one hand, one leg. Got it. Good to know Hogan hasn't lost his touch. <laughs> Brother. Fuck, dude. Uh, we have a commentary of Bobby and uh, Tony. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair will be teaming up tonight for the first time. Is that true? They never teamed up? Yeah, actually. Well, that's... Yeah, because last week, Hogan was never in the match. Yeah. So this is they the never, first like, time as a team. I guess the, the, they were there they were long enough. I thought they teamed up on, like, house shows. No. No? No. Nope. Uh, they're teaming up against... Kill face, always. They're teaming up against the total package and Sting. Hmm. Uh, Bret Hart is here, since we are in the Kemper Arena, the where own pass. Bret says that he will do a match, and he wants to... He gets to pick his opponent... 
And it's a tribute match to Owen, and it's against Chris Benoit. Makes sense. Yep. Benoit and Owen came up together in Stampede. They knew each other really well. They were really good friends. Makes all the sense in the world. If Benoit hadn't been here, who would it have been? No show? He probably <laughs> wouldn't just, come. I mean, that's <laughs> just it. Yeah, you really... I mean, you could have picked anybody and said it was a Because it could match. have been Jericho, but he was gone. But, I mean, Jericho so. would have fit if he was there. But really, it's got to be Benoit. It's Benoit or nothing. I mean, at the very least, you could pick Malenko and have a scientific match, yeah. but it's not the same. Speaking of Malenko, let's go to our first match of the night of Dane Malenko, Malenko versus Ray Mysterio Jr., Hot opener. Hot right. opener. Both men get the job entrance. I don't know if it, something was edited or it's just your regular WCW. <laughs> we come back commercial, ring the bell. I, I wish I knew. Recently. I think they're just doing it. Uh, commentary brings up that Ray is the only member of the Filthy Animals here right now. Glad you said that. Yep. That's important for later. Uh, Malenko throws Ray into the ropes. Ray catches himself from Springbirds, Hurricane Rana, uh, Dean. Uh, Ray hits a springboard somersault to the outside. Ray goes for a springboard Hurricane Rana, but Dean catches him and puts him in the cloverleaf until Ray uh, grabs the ropes. Dean with a side, spinning side slam, and we almost had a double pin, but both men kicked out at two. Uh, both men go to the top turnbuckle, and Dean uh, knocks him down. Uh, knocks down Ray. Ray then does a springboard drop kick. Corey's favorite, Shane Douglas, runs down and hits the ref with a... Like, Saginaw! Saginaw! With his Saginaw knee drop. <laughs> and a running knee. And then pulls out a chain. And then Saturn runs down, grabs a chain, and is like, what the hell are you doing, Shane? And it looks like he's going to hit Shane with the ch- uh, chain. Shane, chain. And boom! Saturn hits Ray Mysterio with it. Leg ass. So now half of the revolution is heel. Yep. And the other half doesn't know how they feel about it. Checks out. Uh, Shane uh, then grabs the ref. Why is that the horseman? <laughs> puts him in the ring. Dean puts the Ray in the cloverleaf for the win. Uh, Dean has a confused look on his face when he notices Saturn and uh, Douglas in the aisle. They show the replay. However, they're showing the replay of it on the Titantron of theirs. And we see Dean watching it. And then Dean gets pissed off because of how he just won this match. Dean helps... Uh, Ray up uh, and uh, hug and raise hands and that's it. I honestly thought, because I've seen these two wrestle a couple times and I've seen WCW matches on Nitro with good competitors, good cruiserweights, that I honestly thought somebody was showing up and they were going to cut to the backstage. Because I feel like these two, they, I th- like a year or two ago. It's happened with these two. With yeah. these two. Like, well, we're going to cut back. Oh, look, it's the NWO. Yeah, no, but I totally get it. Overall, I enjoyed this match. It was I, a good match. You know, that's what they do, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't think these two can have a I bad love, match. I love the Texas Cloverleaf. I love it's that move so much. Yeah, I, like I said, I was like, the whole match, I'm like, someone's coming, showing up, we're cutting backstage. Um, commentary brings up that they have a New Year's Evil Mayhem Match of the Week contest that each... New Year's Evil, you say? New Year's Evil. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting show. And hmm. <laughs> Let's go to our next match, shall we? Um, <laughs> Disco Inferno versus Psychosis, who is now the Cruiserweight Champion? Yep. Here's the news. Uh, yep. You guys know this story? No. no. 
old uh, Time Warner standards and practices uh, killed the Lenny, Lenny and Lodi characters. Dead. They said they were not allowed on TV anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, huh? They didn't. They didn't like the character, the, the gay yeah. storyline, the gay overlays. Yeah. So, um, Psychosis won the cruiserweight title about ten seconds before he came out when they handed it to him at the at the entranceway, and said, uh, "You're the cruiserweight champion now." Um, there was no match ever. Lenny was just kicked off TV, so they literally just took the belt and handed it to some dude to lose on TV. That's all this was. Are they still with the company? Yes. Just no longer allowed to be on TV. Ever come back? Yes. Okay. Not as Lenny and Lodi, though. Because that was too homophobic for Time Warner, too gay, too gay, basically. Straight up kicked off TV. Wow. And uh, I get the feeling. And then you signed Vince Russo. I get the feeling. Because <laughs> if you think about it, it's probably a good thing they did. Because if he, imagine what he would have done with Lenny and Lodi, first of all. Straight up gay sex in a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Second of all. Straight up. Um, we see a penetration. This had to have maybe been coming for a while. So if you're WCW, maybe just have Psychosis beat him last week on Thunder. Like, can Psychosis get a fucking run, please? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Why do you hate Psychosis? He gets a one-week run last earlier in the year. He gets a three-minute run And he tonight. gets a, about a ten-minute title right now. Who hates Psychosis in the office? <laughs> I don't know. What but, did he do? Not uh, Be a damn good worker. Jesus Christ! Was this WWF? So that's the big. That's the other big news this week is that uh, one of their champions was killed off TV. That's it. Did his limo blow, blow up? <laughs> no, they just don't mention it. And on Thunder, they give a half-assed excuse that Psychosis wanted over the weekend. Yeah, I heard. I was like, uh, okay. Didn't, but no, right. it was more like, uh, oh yeah. By the way, you're the champ now. Go lose it. Because they said that I was like, so Corey has a weird Saturday night thing coming up. Then that was weird, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I was thinking Saturday night. Um, the newly signed uh, Ed Ferrara and uh, Vince Russo will be on WCW.com, so you can chat with them. Probably bitching that they don't have Lenny and Lodi to do storylines uh, with. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our cruiserweight match is... That was like three months' worth of my booking. Yep. Um, Disco tries to do a double axe handle off the top rope. Psychosis hits him with a spinning heel kick, and it legitimately rocks Disco. Like, it hits him in the face. Uh, Disco hits the chart buster for the win. So your new, new cruiserweight champion, Disco Inferno. Also, this is your mayhem match of the week. So when you call next week and we ask what was last week's match of the week, it's this one. Why? Okay, and again, like you said, fine, you're going to take Lenny off TV. Okay. Whatever. It's not a big loss. Why can't you just let Psychosis have a run with the belt? Why does, why does it have to be an immediate title change to Disco? Who's like... 240, by the way. <laughs> right. like, this fucker is not a cruiserweight. Pushing the, the limits what's of the, the cruiserweight standards. 225. 225. Yeah. 225. He's pushing the limits. 240. Yeah. Oh, boy. He's no cruiserweight. No. Remember the storyline we had like last year with him trying to work out every week to get down to the well, cruiserweight? Well, apparently he got down, I mean, got down. He weighs almost 400 pounds, according to the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a super heavyweight. <laughs> uh, we I just wrote, by this for the fact, I just wrote, what the... Fuck. Yeah, what did psychosis do? They took a bad situation and somehow made it worse. You know what? This might be controversial. What you guys think about this? Hashtag push psychosis. Yes. What yes. the fuck? Who do you? Who are who, you? Who are you to doubt to psychosis? Doubt psychosis? Let's, let's put it to you this way. He's not as talented as Ray. But then again, that's a... Most people aren't. Yeah. 
I would uh, say top ten ever. Corey, I believe in your yes, list. Yes, I, so, I do. You know, there might be six other people higher than that. <laughs> I would say that he's as good as Hooventude. Easily as good as Hooventude. Yeah. If not, maybe better in some areas. I mean, he's as good as Dean. Yeah. At this point, he um, he was better than Jericho at one point. He's the second best cruiserweight in the company. Mine, Ray. Easily, like, easily. And you just have always like, used him like shit. We love the Parka. The Parka isn't psychosis. He ain't, he ain't no cruiserweight. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's also not a cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> um, realistically, ooh, ooh, ooh. it boggles the mind that they couldn't yeah. find more to do with psychosis. They did. They take his, took his mask off. <laughs> and then uh, for what? Like, put the belt by on the you. way, by the way, oddly enough. One of William Regal's all-time favorite opponents. Oh, yeah. Psychosis. He said for some reason... He's also bigger than, than most cruiserweights. He's taller. He's taller for sure. He's like, for some reason, they just clicked. They had a couple matches on Nitro that were just fucking amazing. Out of nowhere. It's also like, a big fan of Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of putting them together was weird, but yeah. Will yeah. you stop? Kind of like, why didn't Psychosis get a bigger run in WWE? But, who knows? Uh, let's go backstage with Sid as he's calling somebody to pick up a car. I wonder whose car. <sighs> I. This is the Triple H rock of this fucking company, dude. Just rock and cars. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, however, <laughs> what? How, however, our boy Moses that shows up <laughs> and tells. Uh, when Sid, was this? Um, sometime in 2019. A while. Um, Holy shit. Uh, our boy Mo- Moses shows up and tells um, Sid that he has a match. Um, but guys. Moses! But, but guys. Um, Moses is my man right there. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are seen walking down the aisle with some beers in their hand and they're uh, going they're, to their seats. Well, they're going to shoot. No shit. <laughs> I, you, you don't say. Yeah. I, as Bobby wants to... Uh, I can't he, even spell the word kayfabe. No. <laughs> as Bobby, uh, Mr. Heenan sees him, he goes, you know what? I'm going to go do a promo since Gene ain't coming down. <laughs> Bobby also shooting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. So uh, what are you guys doing uh, here? Uh, Nash says that they, there's a party down there. And Hall... Uh, uh, Heenan, can we still do it on da- TV? Down where, Hall? Can, can we still do it? And he's like, Damn I don't know. Down there. Down there. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Nash says that uh, they, they ask, hey, when are you guys coming back? Nash, well, I'm retired. Uh, Hall uh, asks, he says, uh, we're, we're coming back when it's fun. Is it fun yet? Is it fun yet? No, it's uh, not. I love Hall. He's working the retirement angle, and he wants me to come back. <laughs> yeah. what, what do they consider fun? I was trying to, I was trying to figure out what they were referring to. My guess is no Hogan. Well, I'm, and you know, brother, and, and Hogan, months of that, and, Ho- and Hogan's boy Bischoff is gone, yeah. so Hogan has a little less power. Yeah, uh, and the two of them have history with Russo, worked in WF together. Mm. So, I'm guessing they think it's about to get fun again. Um, okay, okay. Hall says once it gets fun again, that's when the outsiders will return. Um, Nash then also says, uh, hey, we're getting the band back together. Getting the band back together. Um, they were it, much needed. This, uh, does it, the one thing Bobby can't do is do interviews. It's terrible. No. But he's yeah. bad at this. Does, um, does it look like both men had a few? Oh, yes. Uh, uh you that think? was shoot beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had been, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Mr. Hall's eyes was a tad bit glossy. 
Oh yeah, no, he's um, he had imbibed. Another great from Calgary. I uh, Canadian. Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, but talk about star power. They need it. Holy fuck, do they need these two here? Jesus what do you Christ. Get, what, what do Them you get? just being in the front row made yeah, a huge difference. A while. Well, Tony was yeah. losing it. Tony, also, those women were hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are they in the Nitro Girls? No? Okay. No. 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 This They're reason, better than we're, we're talking, yeah, Those two are better than what we got. From <laughs> yeah. that. Um, Tony's losing it as he's selling off that the crowd is selling that uh, losing it that the Hall and Nash are here. That all of them haven't uh, sat down yet. Randy. But let's go to our next match, guys. Star power here. Brian Adams versus Sid. Um, oh my God! They really crushed that look. They're damn near. So uh, there. They're damn near. Uh, like eye to eye. You forget how you forget how big Brian Adams yeah. is because Sid ain't small. Yeah, he needs facial hair. I fucking hate it without facial hair. God damn it, I hate it. Well, so I mean, much. it's easier to put on that kiss makeup when you're clean shaven. That doesn't matter now, though. Nope. <laughs> uh, Brian Adams hits a standing, stalling suplex on Sid. Holds him up there for a while. while. Uh, crowd starts booing and barking as Rick Steiner comes down. Adam hits a pile driver and goes for the pin, but Rick gets on the uh, gets in the ring, and Charles Robinson tells him to leave. So Robinson's playing the ro- part right of he is ejecting Rick Steiner. Uh, however, then Steiner's on the apron and starts punching Adams as uh, the ref, Charles Robinson, notices it. Adam uh, attacks Sid and throws him out, but then uh, Adam uh, forgets who he's wrestling, so he decides to go uh, attacking Rick Steiner and does a backbreaker on him. Sid and uh, Steiner hit a double powerbomb for the win. Um, Sid is somehow now 120, you know. You know. I was going to bring this up. That's a good time as any. <clears throat> it bothers me that Charles Robinson refs any other matches. Yes. He should only be with Sid if this is the storyline yep. they're going to do. They they tried to play that card of, well, if Sid comes and tells you you're going to do this, you're going to do so it. So then just do that. Though. No, but he's like, clearly enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So th- that even doesn't even make sense. So uh, you're right. Uh, so Sid, Sid is now 120. Oh, by the way, making Sid look really tough and ready for Goldberg that Steiner has to help win all of the matches all of a sudden. I guess Brian Adams. A weird, weird kind of thing. There. Not even second command anymore. Sid does have a stare down with Nash. I wonder if he tells him uh, consent is cool. He also kind of doesn't. Yeah. Like, he, like, purposely doesn't look at him. Yeah. Um, weird. So, Sid, it's 120-0. I went back and found out when the last time I wrote down uh, his uh, record. Now, Sid got to 100 on September 23rd. So, 11 days later, he has won 20 matches. Yeah, they definitely do that many shows. Yeah, that sounds right. 11 days, 20 matches. He went through catering earlier. So let's go back to the ring as Jerry Flynn comes down and judge the nitro contest. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerry Flynn with Jimmy Hart as um, Zumi would have already won for me. <laughs> contest is closed. Wrap it up. <laughs> uh, Bobby is once again doing the uh, let's save it. Let's save it for the fans. Which the gives away music, who it is. And then Jimmy Hart gives it away instantly again. Goldberg gets the full entrance. <laughs> however, man. he gets the longer one because he has to walk, pi- walk past Sid. I, I feel like. Jimmy Hart doesn't like Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, Sid saying... I feel uh, like somebody close to Jimmy Hart doesn't like Goldberg, brother. uh, Dude. Ric Flair? Yeah, dude. Sure, dude. (laughs) Pythons. Um, Sid, uh, Goldberg's walking past Sid, then Goldberg decides just to stand there and let Sid yell at him like a drunk at a baseball game. 
You be mine. You're mine, Goldberg. I own you. Yeah. I own you. Are you a jilted lover? What the fuck is this? Yes. (laughs) You bestowed my heart, Goldberg. He's like, have signs like love actually in the background. I gave my flower to you, Goldberg, (laughs) and you ran with it. You said if it doesn't fit, force it. (laughs) Spit on it, Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Spit on it. Uh, Whispers sweet nothings, Goldberg. Well, I mean, that fits Sid's gimmick. Yeah, it, Whisper. Does. <laughs> it does. So hard. Uh, Goldberg is squashing. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Goldberg is squashing one Jerry Flynn until Humorous and Knobs decide to come on down. Goldberg talks trash to them to allow Flynn to uh, somewhat roundhouse kick him over the top. Has there ever been a more appropriately named wrestler than Knob? Yeah. Allowing uh, Knobs. Uh, <laughs> allowing Knob and Humorous to uh, double team Goldberg. Flynn gets some kicks in, and Goldberg chokes uh, <laughs> chokes him, and Flynn uh, uh, puts him in an arm bar. However, uh, Goldberg tries to do a slam. I've officially that. changed those two's names. They're no longer Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris to the team. They are Nob and Hummus. Nob and Hummus. Nob, a Hummus Nob. <laughs> well, they in high school. Uh, Goldberg spears and jackhammers uh, Flynn for the win. And once again, Goldberg in the first hour. I, they're trying to get people to watch. Yeah. Before. Before, well then, Raw. but then they give uh, that, but then they give Goldberg the mic and he decides mm, to and then people turn the channel. Yeah, so <laughs> second uh, week in a row, this did not work. Hey Goldberg, hey Sid, I want to face you before Halloween Havoc. So if you want to give me the title shot, give me it. I want my title back, and by a title back, he means the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Goldberg gladly kick your ass from one way to one uh, state to another across the nation. <clears throat> Let's go to my segment of the, of the oh. year. As we see Berlin <laughs> standing in the back, and Brad B.A., Brad Armstrong, walks past him, and then he speaks something in German, and then <laughs> Brad Armstrong shoves him against the wall. Hey, this is America! You speak English! You got something to say to me? I like how writers think that's like makes you the patriotic baby face. I was like, he's just standing there. Like, doing nothing. What the fuck is wrong with you? And well, then yeah, I, he probably called you a douchey American. You xenophobic but... asshole. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then after he says, hey, this is America, you speak English, and walks away, Berlin just leans back on the wall again. He's like, I know. Too cool for school. Yeah. Too cool for cool. Uh, we go to Mean Gene in the rampway, and he brings out Harlem Heat at uh, Har- Halloween Havoc, guys. Harlem Heat will be taking on the uh, hummus knob. So Goldberg gets so full fucking interest against Jerry Flynn, but they can't get goddamn ring time. They get ramp. Yep. They get ramp. Fucking assholes. Um, they bring up how they are nine <laughs> times champs, and um, as really Steve, makes that four times, and they they pub the outlaws seem lame, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stevie Ray uh, calls uh, Hummus Knob a uh, out of shape fruit booties. <laughs> uh, I they, love when he says fruit booty. I don't know why. Uh, he says they can sign the contract if they know how to spell their own names. Uh, with knobs, that's quite cool. My potato. Yeah, Booker T then says that if the outsiders want to come back uh, to WCW, they get a tag match. Um, then uh, Hummus Knob runs down and attacks uh, Harlem Heat. Both teams brawl for a bit until Hummus Knob gets the advantage <laughs> as Knobs hits them both with a chair. Morrison hits No Laughing Matter on Stevie Ray, and, and Knobs hits a second rope splash on Booker T. So Hummus Knob gets the uh, advantage. This week. 
Let's go to some terrible match. Let's go to some highlights <laughs> of not looking forward to that. The Jesus. Kansas City uh, Nitro Girls as Ricky Rackman is at that oh, spot. Oh my god! Still not better than Zuli. The then, Rack Attack is back. Then we go to Yak. the ramp with Mean Gene with Kimberly and Spice. We there see it is. highlights of the. Uh, we see highlights of the uh, two new girls. I would say that we saw a video package. We see a video package, <laughs> and then the two <laughs> Kansas City girls come out. And let's just say probably should have taken the week off when you hit Kansas City. Yes, uh, Cincinnati three. Ooh, yeah. I'm not even sure that's a <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good. Uh, not a good two. Uh, Where's Zuli? Not a good <laughs> duo. Back Zuli. Yes. Not God a good. Damn it. Not a good duo for Kansas City. The one was. Bobby was like, "Is that a, essentially is that a dude?" Yeah. yeah. Look at those quads. I was like. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Uh, look at man. Bobby's three sheets to the wind already. Asia. Channeling, Asia. His, channeling his Jeff Jarrett in Rebellion promo. Is I that mean, even a woman? She was thick. <laughs> thick with three C's. Uh, we're doing the opposite three here C's in WCW. Uh, instead of somebody, oh, no. Uh, Bill Goldberg's leaving the arena. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Goldberg. So I put my time in. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to our next match, shall we? Of uh, Brad Armstrong, which I'm thinking it should be probably be Berlin. Absolutely. We should probably be, we're probably getting that at uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, but it's Berlin versus Kurt Henning with back. Kendall Windham and Curly Bill. This is your West Texas Rednecks now. Yep. Hall and Nash are also gone. <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, Alex, I mean, I'll try to show up. Yeah. <laughs> They follow the sting doctrine. He's not my motive. But hold he, out of here. He's not my motive of the night, but he's the motive of this moment that the header and even Tony Schiavone says, uh, yeah, they don't even mention Kendall. It's nope. <laughs> here comes Kurt Henning and Curly Bill and Guy. Yeah, and Guy. Damn, Kendall deserves more than that. Nope, he, he got he got yeah. Guy. Does he? Uh, Curly Bill. He's always more over. Yeah, that meets us. Um, Kendall and Bill get involved a lot. Berlin comes out as Armstrong reaches for him, but Berlin's bodyguard punches Armstrong. Armstrong stumbles into the Henning Plex. Berlin attacks Armstrong until the bodyguard tells him to leave. When was the last Kurt Henning match? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a month or at least a month. Remember, he was in that going to be that battle royal to find out number contender, and he yeah, was on the outside. Yeah. Eleven man, twelve man tournament. <laughs> Uh, and still wrapping my head around the rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Lux Sack of the uh, Night moment as we see Ray Mysterio telling Kidman that he needs to, his match is up and he needs to leave the shower. So Kidman comes out fully dressed to a, with a towel wearing Tori Wilson. Hey now. So they said earlier that Ray was by himself. They just didn't know Kidman had been there for nine hours before that. <laughs> in the shower. Because they never looked in the shower. I because, mean, I mean, if I'm with Tori, that's where I'm going to be, too. I've got other priorities currently. Yeah. Fucking wrestling match. Hey I now. can't wrestle your damn match. Just leave me here. Uh, we go, we I see, forfeit. We, we see Sid uh, sitting as Moses tells him that Sid has to move his car. So Sid says, you move my car. Who couldn't see where this was going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our next match. This is Juventud Guerrero versus that wet Billy Kidman. Ooh. Guys, you just came out of the shower. <laughs> okay, so I had all kinds of thoughts about this match, and I hope yeah. I can keep it all together. Okay. Basically, Hooventude is is he spends half the match dry humping the air in front of him. Yep. Yeah. And Kidman literally just came from fucking Tory in the shower. Yep. What a sexy match. I I mean uh, yeah. The match is okay. For me there's there's one thing to talk about. Tory. 
Well, okay, there's two, three things to talk about. All right. I'll see if Joe gets to it. Uh, back and forth match. However, Hoovy hits the Hoovy elbow. It's Hoovy's impersonation of the people's elbow. Fans, not a fan nope. of that. Nope. That did not work the way they thought it was going to. And then he went to the corner to the camera mm-hmm. and cut a promo about if you smell what the juice is cooking. Yep. Which which gets a receipt later in the week. Uh, later that night, which tells me someone was watching a monitor somewhere or heard about it because... Yep. It's an immediate receipt yep. <laughs> that is I mean, felt. <laughs> power one, straight to raw. Boom. Yep. Uh, I believe that's a scoreboard. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ding. I want to say to Hoovy, uh, if you come at the king, you best not miss. And he missed. And you missed. <laughs> uh, Psychosis comes out and attacks Kidman. Hoovy does a springboard oh, splash on Kidman, but hits Psychosis instead. Kidman then hits a... I was so pissed about all of this. Yep. Let me get this straight. Motherfucker gets a sub, like gets a ten minute mercy title reign. Then he has to come out and take all the shit in this match to save Hoovy. You got to make Psychosis look like the Torp in this match too. What the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why couldn't they have just said Lenny and Lodi were in a car wreck? The title has been vacated, and then have a fucking match between Disco and like, why be weird about it? I. I think they, I think they just didn't want to say anything about Lenny and Lodi to not get the negative press. Because even in '99, it got when it word leaked out, it got negative press about how this company had, and not WCW, but more Time Warner, mm-hmm. had pretty much said that no, this gay stuff doesn't work for us on TV. You know, dude, it was, it was <laughs> negative. You know, they didn't want that. So it was like, if we don't talk about them, they don't exist. Psychosis won the belt. But then you couldn't have Psychosis and Hoovy for the fucking belt? You could have goddamn Disco Inferno? What the fuck? Win it? Jesus. Uh, Ray Mysterio comes out to distract the ref while Kidman reverses the powerbomb and goes to the shooting star press by Psychosis. Low blows him. Hoovy hits a Hoovy driver from the top rope for the win as Ray distracted the ref the whole time. And at that point, I'm surprised Psychosis didn't just dive headfirst into the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, worry. Ray gets in and attacks the both men. Uh, they throw ho- uh, Psychosis out of the ring as Ray hits the Bronco Buster. Here, let me finish this for you guys and just cripples himself right here. And there. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, that's later on on I SmackDown. shocked that Hoovy won. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the, there it is. Yeah, you know. Timing. Oh, Bulldog. Always got Bulldog for timing. Always count on the timing from that bulldog. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe who he won. Is it Kim is supposed to be like the fucking thing, man? Well, he's he's tired. he's fucking a thing, he all had, right. He had a he had a thirty-seven out of forty-two <laughs> fall match in the showers right before this. I mean, match. he's fucking somebody so much hotter than Trish. It's not even. Funny. He's a little. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, <laughs> what? Let me ask you a question. Who just? We know about the we know about the Cincinnati three. Yeah, where are the hottest women from? Oh, is it man. L.A.? Is no, it Miami? Is it never France? LA. Is it Paris? Uh, Idaho? No. Is in it America, Idaho? In America, it might be Miami. Miami? Okay, so Tori is on Miami thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what we're saying here. That's what we're saying. <laughs> like, there's a scale for everybody else, and then Tori is just better than that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we cut backstage. Sorry, screen the other day. And we see that Moses, Fuck, dude, Moses parked Sid's car in spot twenty-two. You don't say. That's where Goldberg parked, and guess what? A tow truck just showed up. It's not. If you're a tow truck guy, you literally see the guy park and get out. Why are you towing <laughs> that car? I just like the fact they turned Psycho Sid into like a bumbling idiot. 
A guy who like he would he would have got away with this if it was meddling kids. Yeah, right. What the I fuck mean, is this? He's just an idiot. What the fuck is that to you? Um, oh, Bateman. Uh, let's go to our next match, shall we? As we have Harley Race in the ring to introduce both men. Um, oh, as dude. our next oh, match boy. is Chris Benoit versus Bret Hart. So, they said before this match there was an interview that we didn't get. They didn't air it. That's on Thunder. They aired no. Thunder. Oh, no, that was there after. was a pre-match oh. interview they didn't air. Yeah, oh, okay. they have you ever seen it? Their original time. Yes. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. Uh, I watched it a lot. This one I did see on it. Um, but I don't really remember much about it. But I do remember there being one. Um, I like the fact that uh, they are, they make sure that he goes, you know, Harley Race is the uh, guest announcer, and Bobby's like, wait, I thought that was Buffer. <laughs> and Harley Race, it makes sense, too, because Harley Race was close to the Hart family, close to Owen. It's in Kansas City. Chili. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's already better than Garcia, so, you know. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Already. Uh, Mike Tanay, the greatest announcer on God's green. Mike Tanay joins uh, commentary uh, as Tony keeps talking about how they're not going to be uh, like announcers tonight. They're going to be fans for this match. Uh, Benoit comes out wearing a Owen Hart shirt. Cool looking shirt. <clears throat> uh, beginning of the match is a lot of submissions. This commentary calls it the dungeon wrestling. Uh, ben- chain wrestling. Yep. Benoit puts Hart in a Boston Crab submission, but is holding him by the knees instead of the feet. It's weird, but yeah. you know. Uh, Benoit <laughs> focuses on. Uh, I mean, Brett focuses on Benoit's lower uh, lower back. Benoit reverses a backbreaker into a Tombstone Power Driver. We get two commercial breaks here. Bobby asks if they fought here before, and Bobby because Bobby forgot that they wrestled a couple months ago. I mean, do you expect Bobby to remember no, this? No. Uh, this was a pay-per-view match on that Nitro. bugged me so much. They had commercials. Yeah. Like, you couldn't give them a segment with no commercials. Nope. Um, God damn it, man. Brett with the superplex. Brett goes to the sharpshooter, but Benoit re- reverses it into the cross face, but Brett is able to grab the ropes. Benoit hits the three suplexes and flying headbutts, but Brett kicks out at two. Um... Benoit tries to put him in the crossface, but Brett reverses the crossface into the sharpshooter for the win. This is really good. Yeah. This was a great match. Um, yep. I'm glad they had it. Uh, we talked before. I think it's good mm-hmm. that Brett was there. And I think it's the best thing he could have done for himself to show up at this one and do this match. Yeah. It was an important thing to get off your back. Um, and he mentions it on the promo on Thursday. It was important for him to also let the the fans in Kansas City know that you know we don't blame you. Like it's you know the city didn't do anything. Yeah. Like it's just happened to be where it happened. Uh, Conan, fucking Conan. Weird, I would bring him up, but because I remember I read the WCW magazine at the time, mm-hmm. and he had his own column. And Conan, Christ. like a couple months later, when it was you know time to talk about it. Said, and I, close to, and I quote, yeah, this match was okay, I guess, but I don't really like long matches and wish they'd have just done something quick and short and then had some interference or something. That's the kind of wrestling I like. Cool. Thanks. That's Thanks, like, Conan. Uh, this match went 32 minutes. It's like, way to go, Conan. Way to read the room. Um, it's a fantastic match. No, it's great. And look how good Bidwa looks against the main eventer. Who knows? And you know what? I, well. I'm going to say, I'm going to go further here. The last couple times Brett's been on TV, I'm like, you know, I see his side more and more, just in terms of yeah. being bitter. 
But this has nothing to do with that. This has to do with watching all of this through these last four years. I realize that I, to an extent, have been a victim of the WWF Vince McMahon uh, revisionist history train. Yeah. And um, Bret Hart is fucking one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. No, I mean, I always knew he was up there. You know what I mean? Like, even the time I was, like, firmly in Sean camp, I'm a Sean Bret, I'm still a Sean guy. Yeah. But goddamn, Bret Hart. Sean's, is, Sean's better. Goddamn, Bret Hart is so good to watch. But holy fuck, it's not like like it's a it's like a basketball thing, right? Like, yeah. if LeBron James is the best player in the league and Kevin Durant's second, it's not a slide against Kevin Durant. No, he's the second best player on fucking earth. But you know, right? Vince, Vince McMahon has spent twenty years telling you that Bret was pretty much only a champion because he got lucky. I gave him a shot; it didn't work out. He wasn't a good champ. That's bullshit. He was a good champ, and he was a good wrestler. Damn good. Um, I hate to see him come out like he does now. No jacket, no glasses. It's just not Bret Hart. And it's, uh, and I don't, I don't blame him for this mindset, but he's still so bitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just leave, leave the business, man. I like, I don't know how many times I literally proved this three weeks ago. Uh, if you don't fucking like something, just don't be in it or around it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Yep. I don't care what you've always, or if it's like. You're Bret Hart. Your name will still be here in 50 years. When you pass, your tribute show will be incredible. Like, you have nothing else to prove. You don't need to be here if you don't want to be here. You know the litmus test for me? and I, Watch hockey. I'm going to be different. I expect no one else to have this opinion. I'm mostly Joe. Yeah, Joe. When okay. I go back lately, the last couple of years, because you know everybody changes what they like and what they don't what they find themselves digging the last couple of years. I am much more likely to, to enjoy or want to put on an old Bret Hart match as opposed to a Shawn Michaels match. That's weird for me. Have you not seen them as much? Is that why that could be part of it? But I just, I, there's, I, I find there's more little things there, to appreciate in a Bret Hart. match. I think it, I would agree with the idea of there would be a more story. Yeah. There's more story. There's more Easter eggs. Bret match because if you think about the old Sean matches before 97 there were it's him getting his ass kicked because he can take punishment so well then making that Superman comeback hitting the sweet chin music yeah but I will say Sean Michaels highest highs better Brett. go way above Brett you're the taker matches um fuck the, the Cena match on Raw you know that his higher highs are way higher than Brett's his lower but, lows are also way lower than Brett's. Exactly. Brett's more steady. Yep. You know what you're going to get with Brett. Can I make the weirdest analogy for Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart? Yes. It's Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> hey. Yes. Brett, yep. the Biggie in this scenario, is the better wrestler. The better rapper, say. Shawn Michaels slash Tupac had bigger hits. Yeah. You know, I just I don't know what to tell you, man. Bigger personality. Bigger personality. He's larger than life. Uh, his songs slash matches are just better. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it, actually. It's fucking weird. But <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, that's a perfect analogy. Because, like, I'm not doubting, like, the greatest of Sean matches, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a Sean match to you that's better than Brett Austin? No. I don't know. It's that's hard. Like even it's like the, 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 the taker match. I gotta maybe? think taker. I gotta think taker. 
but I'm one that waffles all the time. Almost everybody now will just say Sean Taker is the best Mania match of all time, and I will say it's it's right there. But I waffle. Is it Austin and Brett at 13 or Taker Sean? Which one is the greatest? I, uh, so for years, you guys know this. I always thought Sean Brett was the best match of all time. Yep. it's fucking not. It's not even close. I actually think for me now it's actually Austin Brett at Mania. I love that match so much. And the only match... And again, that's not a slight against Sean and Taylor. No, That no. match is fucking phenomenal. I, and I think what I might do is I might watch both of them back-to-back and... Which match, 25 or 26? 25. It's the one that gets... What do you think, Joe? Which one? Uh, every, every, <laughs> no, to me, to me, every year, um, it switches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one year is 25, and then the next is 26. And they're both so and that perfect. To Sean, that's the thing, like Sean's highs. Like he had two back-to-back all-time great matches. Yeah. That's a really fucking, like... Whole, Sean he, never had a... Va- Brett never had like a Vader match. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. I can dude. think... There's only one... I can t- honestly tell you this. Like, yeah. I've seen tons of shit in Shawn Michaels matches. I mean, a it's lot. It's happened. I have only seen one bad Bret Hart match. Yeah. And that's the McMahon match at WrestleMania 26. That is bad. Bad. Yeah. That is subjectively terrible. Yeah. And think and about he, when that is. Yeah, and he and that's after he recovers and, from a stroke and learns and honestly, how to walk again. Looks worse because Sean's on that card. Such <laughs> yeah. yeah. a great match. Of course, of course, match. Of course Sean has to dethrone the of course Brett match. God, did you think Vince did that as an inside rib? Instead, yes. No, it was an outside rib. It was to his face. <laughs> instead of our match being three minutes and you just kill me, which what it should be, we're gonna go twenty. And then Sean's gonna have an all-time <laughs> five-star classic about an hour later. God damn it. God. God damn, Vince. Let it... Man, let it go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you'll never let it go. Fuck, let it go. Um, or pay the man. <laughs> but I find it depressing in WCW. He just comes out no jacket. no Because they kept... His music is terrible. Yeah, they kept losing his, his jackets. No one else had that problem. But he said he lost... Brother. He lost three or four jackets in WCW because they were just cheap. No. No. And you probably the same fucking jacket WF for 15 fucking years. Yeah. Assholes. So they just... He just quit wearing them. They broke him down in so many ways. So anyways, long story long. Yeah. Uh, what a fantastic match. Great match. I agree with you. I think it had to happen. Uh, Benoit was the only one that could have done it. I will say, and I said this before the podcast, uh, I'm glad we're almost done with the Owen stuff because... As far as I know, this is it. We just touched again on Thunder, but I think but that's yeah. it. Yeah. Because I just... This we, was the we last We hated part. doing it, man. And I hate reliving it. It's such a dark day in wrestling. Yeah, it is. And just... Fuck. Speaking of dark times, let's go to the ring with me and Gene as Ric Flair and Hogan are in the ring with him. As well, Ric Flair has to suck up to... It one was Flair first, and somebody else made sure he had to come out before he even started talking. With one Hogan. It kills me. God damn it, man. It kills me that Hogan's political bullshit is so strong in this company that Rick fucking Flair has to suck his dick in the ring when he's doing a promo with him. A guy that level has to be like, well, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in here with the Mighty Hulk Hogan. Like, who'd have thought? Me. <laughs> so at Halloran Havoc, Flair is taking on DDP. So as, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, he's going to beat his ass then. But as for tonight, Flair's going to take his vitamins, say his prayers. Flair's a Hulkamaniac now. Don't, don't think for a second that a small part of me didn't die when he cut that promo. That's fucking terrible. When dude. he said those words, a small part of me died. 
If, if Savage like, ever comes back, comes out and rips the Hulk shirt off, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> right. I swear um, to God. Oh. Hogan says that Flair showed him in the back how to do the figure four, so he's going to be doing that tonight. So I can do it the right way for once? Uh, Flair then has um, Hogan rip his shirt, and then they have the pose. The Flair does the Hogan pose to end the second. Oh, my God. That's so fucking gross, dude. But I bet Hogan got off not on even it. fucking here, man. I bet Hogan what the got... fuck is this? <laughs> no, but that mighty contract he signed Hogan to is still very much here. Uh, we go backstage with Sid, and it's, uh, he notices that he goes to the spot 22, and the car's gone. So he's like, I got him. So funny enough, if you don't book him for the show, we have to worry about his creative, brother. That's funny. You should say that because dude, somebody we talked about earlier had that very same thought process. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Let's go to our next match. That's right. Versus the goat. Uh, DDP versus Buff Bagwell. No fucking sell. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I couldn't possibly be more out on a match than no. this one right here. Uh, Buff- I'd rather watch Deny of Vax versus literally anybody in this fucking match. Buff Bagwell goes for the blockbuster, but somehow DDP holds onto the rope, hits the diamond cutter, moving on. Uh, yeah, Fuck that match. Um, Luck said the better. Oh. Our next match and the main event, the total package and Sting versus Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. You sure Sting's here? Because it seems like it doesn't fucking matter at all the Sting's here. <laughs> yeah. well, during, the world uh, fucking champion. During the... Um, um, during the uh, Toro package intro, yeah. Tony brings up about the uh, promo before we, they went to commercial First of the, vo- the voice Shane saying Dunn. that darkness and pain are coming to WCW. I think Sting's at best the sixth or seventh heel in the easily. Darkness and pain are coming to WWE. So Vince Russo, you will never forget the name of Seven. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> uh, toll, so was he. The toll package's new ring gear, uh, tearaway workout gear. <laughs> Kidman's like, can't get a pair of those. Poses and uh, makes it easier for me. Poses and then he gets some sparklers. Uh, it's an all-out brawl to start the match. Flair with Package and Hogan Sting. Um, during this match, Tony's like, I have an important message to bring up. Um, that after that match with Brett and uh, Benoit, uh, Benoit uh, Tanae just interviewed Brett, and if you go to Thunder, uh, you're gonna have we're gonna listen to the interview. Also, how is this a fucking match with no build-up on Raw and Nitro? How the fuck is this not a main repay for it? What the fuck, dude? You have Hogan and Flair team up for the first time ever. Sting and, and the Sting total and package. package. Are you kidding me? You know what this is? <coughs> this w- sc- well, no, this screams. If it's too bad they don't have any more. This screams Clash of the Champions main event. Yep. So much. Yeah. screams. Yeah. Like, so much. Um, Flair does merge the work. You don't say oh, you shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I made sure to put that line in because I knew that was going to be the responses to both of you. Uh, crowd's chanting for Hogan. Uh, Elizabeth distracts the ref. DDP makes a run in, tries to diamond cut Flair, but Flair throws DDP in the total package. Total package then low blows DDP and then puts DDP in the torture rack. You tell me you can't tell who feels different between DDP and Ric Flair. You can't tell that just by feel. <laughs> yep. Cause I, I would assume smell. DDP just seems like he would smell of stale cigarettes and beef jerky. Yep. So, so Jersey. Got it. Yeah. Um, so it's like Hoboken. As <laughs> yeah. all this is happening, Hogan tinned the big boot and leg drop on Sting. Just, of, course the background. of course he is. He's Making the world champ impotent. Of uh, course. The ref has the most confused look on his face because he's going, why is... um. 
why is Lu- Total Package torturing Rack DDP? I mean, I'd be confused too. He's not the match. What are you doing? Hey, what are you? Um, thanks, Logan. Dude. Um, then uh, Hogan and um, Flair make a getaway <laughs> as they leave the uh, arena as quickly as possible. As then we cut back to uh, the parking lot as uh, Sid's asking Moses what, par- uh, what parking spot did he parked his car. Oh, I parked in 22. 22! Go! He goes, and his car has been smashed. Yep. Crushed. Goldberg, where are you? Why me? Why me? Good God. Fucking terrible. Back-to-back weeks. Sid's car I wanted to see Sid versus Goldberg. I have no doubt they're going to do it again. (laughs) Next week. I, hey, I got say, something fresh. This time we total Sid's car. I just have to say, I do love Sid's yelling. Like, he's ah. like, oh, God, not again. So, yeah. That's how you end Nitro, with Sid yelling Goldberg for the second straight week. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Monday Night Raw in the Meadowlands of New Jersey. And we're going to kick it off str- right away. A four-team elimination tag match. The New Age Outlaws versus Kane and X-Pac. Hey, guys, they're back together. Versus the Hollies versus the Acolytes. While watching this match, I went, all right, who's getting double DQ'd? And that had a double counted out. And that would that be, should have been easy. The Hollies and the Outlaws. Oh, 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 oh. Me thinks that's a program. <laughs> uh, Bradshaw catches uh, a spinning heel kick from X-Pac and slams from the ground. X-Pac goes for the tag, but changes his mind and starts fighting with Bradshaw. Kane comes in and attacks both men. Farouk power drives Kane, but Kane gets right up. Kane chokeslams Farouk as Bradshaw hits the clothesline to hell. Both men cover whoever they just hit. One, two, three. Your winner, it's Bradshaw and X-Pac, because they are the legal men. X-Pac leaves the ring with Kane giving chase on, Why, Sean? Why? Why did you do this to me? It's, uh, it's a fun little match to open Raw. Not bad. Why, why weren't the tag belts on the line? That's a good question. I mean, if the tag champs are in the match. That's a good question. It yes. took me out of I thought, right they were, I thought they were, actually. Yeah. No, I don't remember them no, ever saying they it. They never said it. That's why I was like, well, then why do I care? The tag champs. If the... Wee-hoo-hoo-hoo-wee. <laughs> If the bad tag bats are on the Damn line, cat. Damn. then what's the matter? We're trying, uh, we're trying, we're trying to get uh, unplugged. So, now uh, we see, um, we go backstage and we see the, that the bulldogs head to the ring. We get a recap of rebellion. Uh, oh goody! Yeah, so I love by the way that you can't watch the American Wolf show everything two days later. Don't worry about it. I'll get. Um, <laughs> we uh, bulldog telling China that. Um, Nobody's here to see her. He wants a title shot. Bulldog throwing a trash can at Stephanie. Stephanie being stretched out. Bulldog not apologizing. Bulldog attacking China. Bulldog getting booed at Rebellion, even though he's high-fiving people. Speaking of Bulldog, let's go to the ring, because we get a promo now. Oh, As he tells Vince that uh, it's Vince's fault that Stephanie got hurt, not him. Uh, Bulldog would not allow his daughter into the locker room. Also, there's too many women in the WWF. I straight up still in Jared's gimmick, man. man. Uh, Bulldog says he's out here to apologize uh, to Vince for put, uh, putting uh, <laughs> Stephanie in harm's way. 
Uh, Vince screwed him out of a title shot at the UK. Vince turned his and country. And I'm gonna screw you, Vince. Vince. Oh. No, that's not how it went. No. Okay. He's, he's bizarre. Uh, Vince turned uh, his country against him. Bulldog doesn't care about his country. That's, that's a mighty big feat. Or the, or the uh, US of A. But he wants a damn WF championship match. And also, guys, he's facing The Rock at No Mercy. What's Ooh. with the Feels like a downgrade for The Rock. I just simply wrote, I was like, uh, like Goldberg, he should never talk. This is fucking terrible. Uh, He's going to show no mercy on The Rock as, as you said, that Bulldog shouldn't talk anymore. Here comes China as she comes out and challenges Bulldog to a match. Two people who shouldn't be cutting promos in a promo battle. Hmm. Um, commentary says that, hey guys, uh, we were here from Stone Cold tonight. Oh, uh, the second round of the Terry Invitational, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. Or the like New how Day. they got rid of the Runnels, so it's the TIT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Rock and uh, Mankind are here. Mula and Mae Young will be taking on Jeff, Jared, and Ivory tonight. <laughs> and we also will be getting an update on uh, Stephanie. Backstage, uh, we see Mankind asking Stevie Richards, who is uh, still dressed up as Dude Love, asking <laughs> if he knows where the whereabouts of The Rock is. And then we go <laughs> to The Rock's locker room <laughs> as Mankind shows up, and he wants to sit down, uh, wants to talk, and he doesn't like what he has to talk about. Rock's on his phone. Mankind doesn't notice this. Mankind's like, hey, I got something important. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he yeah. thinks that the uh, Rock and Sock should call it quit. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Rock's ass if he's sure that if he wants to do that. Oh, Mag- absolutely. Mankind's like, there's a lot of kids who need my help, needs uh, my guidance. Rock feels that way, too. <laughs> uh, mankind, uh, you're going to make it on your own. You're going to be somebody. Wait, the hold on, hold on. Rock notices Mankind. <laughs> you say something? <laughs> who, that, who are you talking to? <laughs> Uh, Mankind's like leaves like you're gonna be a star and Rock gets back on and is like I don't know what Mankind was doing you know he's, he's half, half retarded, half retarded. <laughs> I love so, this I love this good on the Rock not breaking <laughs> right good on the Rock I love this of the Rock oh, so you sure about that yeah. so I just, so I a couple weeks ago man they might be better than Austin and Engel they're fucking great the together. Rock agrees. Who the hell are you talking to? Who the hell is Val Venus? Who the hell is, the hell is Val Venus? <laughs> Guys, let's go to the medical facility. Oh, good. With Michael Hayes and Test. Uh, Test gives an update. Stephanie has a post-concussion syndrome, major head trauma. Uh, Hayes asks about the wedding that's supposed to happen next week. And Tess says, I don't know if there's going to be a wedding. She can barely recognize me. Bum, bum, bum. Wait a sec. We go from that to backstage of Moolah and uh, Mae Young attacking Ivory. You know how the Stooges over the summer were awesome? This is fucking not that. <laughs> this is the opposite. Jesus. Uh, we go, we see Mick, uh, Mick Foley with C.B. Richards Ken's asking if Richards saw the pain in, in The Rock's eyes when he t- it hurt him. Uh, and he's going, I also hope Stephanie's okay. <laughs> and then he's like, wait a minute, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just love, like, did you see the pain in his eyes when I was telling him we have to stop? Well, also, I hope Stephanie's okay. I expected Yurple to be in Stephanie's room. Fancy Yurple! I have an idea. Yeah. I got it from here, Doc. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's go to our next match. It's the second round of the Terry Invitation. Second tip. Second tip. It's the titty. 
Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. Uh, Terry joins commentary uh, during this whole match. Uh, Jesus. Terry and uh, Lawler are too busy making sex jokes. JR wasn't having any of it. Uh, he wishes. To start the match, it, uh, to start the, once again, it's 1-0, Edge and Christian. Edge jumps off Christian's back and kind of spears Jeff Hardy. He, uh, Jeff overjumped. Yeah, I still call it He overjumped. Uh, for the win, Edge and Christian wins 2-0. It was another fun, short match. Yep. Uh, we go backstage, and guess what, guys? Triple H has just shown up. Uh, we go Cole with X-Pac and Kane. Uh, Cole asks why uh, Pac never t- tagged in Kane. X-Pac says he wants to prove himself, wants to prove a point. And then out of the blue, hey, Acolytes, I challenge you to a four-corners elimination match. You two and Kane versus me. Okay, so... He's got to prove he's the big boy. Hmm. So, so let me get this straight. So Bulldog stealing Jared's gimmick. Yep. And uh, Xbox is stealing Holly's gimmick. Yep. yep. Got it. Yeah. Shit's getting over. Uh, let's go to the ring with Triple H. As he says he's going to beat Stone Cold at no mercy. Uh, Stone Cold didn't have the guts to come to this building today. Um, so Triple H knows somebody who has a gut to join him. <laughs> And that's JR. Jesus. He was so good here. Uh, Triple H wants to apologize for breaking JR's arm. Uh, he was a young, angry man, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> Two months. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is like, hey, let me grab you a chair. He knows JR works a lot, so you can get him a chair so you can sit comfy. <laughs> King tells JR, go, it's fine. I got your back. <laughs> JR, sure you do. <laughs> so JR goes to the ring, and uh, Triple H has Bruce. Play the exclusive interview from uh, last week's Monday with Stone Cold. JR uh, asking Stone Cold why he hasn't wrestled si- uh, since SummerSlam. JR talked to his doctors and said that Stone Cold isn't cleared to wrestle. Uh, Austin says that he will be cleared to face Triple H. Uh, Triple H asked, uh, JR asks what's his motivation Triple H, uh, Austin, with Triple H, and Austin says um, he puts the tape on of Triple H attacking him at SummerSlam. Every day during rehab, and that's his motivation. Hmm. Um, Watch ESPN. So Triple H asks JR, uh, what does Stone Cold think of me? JR doesn't want to say. Triple H's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, JR says uh, Stone Cold thinks he's an asshole. Um, Language, sir. Sorry, that's what he said. It wasn't edited. How dare you. Triple H kind of laughs it off. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, JR. What do you think of me? Uh, you're a sorry, low-down son of a bitch, King. Um, so, no, so he says that Austin thinks he's an asshole, and he calls him an SOB. I'm like, just say just son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's an asshole. As he said that, uh, King goes, well, nice knowing you, JR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Triple H then clotheslines JR off yep. the chair, begins to kick him as, as every time he kicked him, that's a damn slobber knocker, JR. Kicks him again. Business is about to pick up, JR. It's in the back in the gorilla, Vince McMahon is violently masturbating. Yep. Uh, it's kicks, him, kicks him again. <laughs> Stopping a mud hole in your ass, JR. Triple H grabs the chair, but the ref stop him. Triple H talks trash in JR like Austin would. And then uh, they leave. He was awesome here. He was He's great. such a dick. He was great. God, it's amazing. Uh, we see uh, uh, <laughs> Jarrett with uh, Ivory with the rooster. Asking about the upcoming match with Mula and uh, Mae Young, and Jarrett, Jarrett's like, I don't mind beating up some old hags. <laughs> uh, um, 
we see mankind backstage with the actors from GVE, uh, G no versus E, Good versus Evil. It's, it's a, a terrible show, show in USA for like a year. Yeah, at best. Uh, I was they're, like, what is this? They're playing dominoes as Jer- as mankind asks who has a Yahtzee. Terrible. Um, Nick doesn't need help. This is garbage. So Jared got attacked. So Michael Cole joins commentary. So our next match is Jeff Jarrett with Miss Kitty and Ivory versus Mae Young and the fabulous Moolah. Uh, they show the history of the past couple months of how we got to this match. Uh, Jarrett throws Miss Kitty in the ring and Mae Young attacks her as, JR, uh, as Jarrett joins commentary. Uh, as, uh, Jarrett wants to say he wants to prove a point that women should be in the kitchen. Um, Jeff was like, hey, how long was Moolah champion? A hundred years? Uh, uh, Cole says, well, you should give him credit for being in the ring. And Jar- Jarrett's like, for what? Being alive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moolah pins Miss Kitty. Ivory attacks May after the match. Jarrett goes in the ring and puts Miss Kitty in the figure four <laughs> until uh, Mo- May and Moolah come back down and ramp and stop him. Lawler says, damn, it, took- it looks like it took him two weeks to get down that ramp. <laughs> and funny enough, uh, Kitty had to give 80% of her purse and suck off Jeff Jarrett of the match. Yep, so. there you go. Uh, we see uh, <laughs> we go backstage with Mankind getting makeup put on. He At says, least yeah. you're in the business. Mankind getting makeup put on him saying he has a surprise for the, the rock. No, I, this was great comedy. I gotta put the makeup on and look good on TV and then immediately just puts the mask <laughs> down. I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's still with the actors from G versus E. Uh, then we go to GTV. And it's draws puking in Delo's bag. Takes him a while. Otherwise known as his last television appearance. Yep. Mm. What a way to go out. Fuck, man. I, I saw that and went, huh, last showing. Okay. Yeah. Gotta For, build up that match on Thursday. Uh, yeah. First time seeing him, puking. Last time seeing him, puking. Very consistent. Yeah. Let's go to the ring with Mankind as he's with the G versus E actors. Which, by the way, he calls them by their characters' names. I looked this up. Well, they were dressed like their characters, so. Yeah. Uh, Mankind's on the show this week. Uh, they, uh, um, See, it followed Sunday Night Heat on USA Network. Yeah. Uh, so he's on this week, so uh, take a look. Uh, Mankind goes, says, goes off and says how he didn't like Val grabbing his nuts. Mankind didn't like it as an alpha boy, and he didn't like it last week. <laughs> Val, Val got one good squeeze in. <laughs> then then he, he's like, I got to get something for you. And then The Rock comes out. I, I lost it at the altar boy line. <laughs> yep. The Rock comes out. Uh, Rock talks about last week's This Is Your Life and how Mankind lost Rocco, lost the jacket. Now he wants to break up the Rock and Sock connection. Rock didn't want the Rock and Sock connection to half. Mankind interrupts him and says, he agrees to all that. That's why they should break up. Mankind says that he looked himself in the mirror and saw something in the mirror. Rock saw what you saw, the 280 pound pound of monkey crap. (laughs) Uh, Mankind says that he uh, wants to work on their tag team. Mankind doesn't want to go down as a three-time WF champion, a hardcore champion, or the guy that flew off the cage. He doesn't want to be known as the guy who also wrestled in barbed wire. Mankind wants to be known as the greatest tag team of all time, the Rock and Sock Connection. He has the crowd chant, rock and suck, rock and suck. Mankind says, even though Tess and Stephanie's marriage has been delayed, I think we just witness a marriage. 
And the rock's like, wait, hang on, hang on. Are you taking the rock's hand in marriage? <laughs> Are you proposing to me? Rock isn't that kunse kunse, or he doesn't want a slice of that poontang pie. <laughs> My, actually, yep. Marvelous McFoley line number two. I'm rock, not, I'm no biology major, but uh, I don't think I have any poontang pie to offer you. <laughs> Uh, mankind that says that they don't want the rock and sock to end up like the Briscoe brothers who own a mechanic shop. They don't want to be like Skip and Dip. Rock doesn't want to be like Dip, and I sure as hell don't want to be like Skip. Why, why Chris Candido got to get killed here? Man. Uh, mankind wants to be known like the Three Musketeers. Rock has a... Rock, hey, Mankind, you like swords? <laughs> Rock tells Mankind to grab Rocco, Sacco, and the three musketeers. Grab one sur- sword and straight stick it, uh, it straight up. Brony, Maloney, Bo- no, Baloney, Mahoney, and Jabroni. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time he's been doing the stick thing, Mankind's like, no, no, no. Uh-huh. And you can stick it straight up your... And then Chris Jericho interrupts the Rock and Mankind. And my music, I fucking popped. I was like, oh, fuck. Fucking Christ, this got better. <laughs> yeah. It's already great and it got better. <laughs> Jericho comes out because he was in the back listening to this unfunny, unentertaining <laughs> display between these two idiots. Rock says, uh, Jericho says the Rock should agree to Mankind's proposal because the Rock's the woman in the relationship in this male and male champion uh, relationship. Jericho goes, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Jericho then goes off on why the Rock should be the woman. His, uh, Feminist hairstyle, flashy but oh so sassy Versace, Versace, Versace uh, wardrobe, and the Rock's uh, fixation was sticking things up men's anuses. <laughs> then all of a sudden, a fan runs in dressed up like the Jericho, but mankind takes him out the hard way. Uh, and it, so I was gonna say, of the three people in this segment, they pick the two to run in against because Mick Foley and the Rock are both nice. Mm-hmm. Jericho would have beat the fucking piss out of that person. Oh, yeah. No, that, I mean, he would have beat the brakes he, off of them. He would have been Canadian hockey. Jer- uh, mankind, mankind, like, grabbed, took him down. But like, He is yeah. lucky it was Mankind yeah. and the Rock. Yeah. Because Rock's A's not touching you, and Mankind's yeah. going to just take you down and be nice. And I got to say, I love the fact that WF focuses on Jericho. And so cutting yeah. to the ring. Yeah. Like they're what, they're but not going to sensationalize but it. But WCW. Nitro would. Focus on the fan. Yeah. yeah. And Jericho did a pretty good job of like making like facials to the crowd yeah. and because he knew he had to to, he had to, to vamp. Stall, yeah. yeah, he had to vamp. Yeah. Uh, Rock goes uh, first thing. <laughs> can you keep your jerk off dad from getting this ring? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. And then and should then, and then should the Rock be be impressed by you because two months ago you were down south beating a guy named a jabroni, a jabroni named Hooventude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, scoreboard, Hoovy. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> and the announcers, Hooventude. You ever heard of anybody named Hooventude? <laughs> no. Jericho laughed. Yeah. He audibly laughed. Yeah. He was like, all right. Yeah. Okay. And then you come to the rock show and you call it Raw is J. It doesn't matter what you call it. He was like, call it. it. What is it you call it? He's like, Raw is, it doesn't matter. Which, oh, fucking goddammit. Rock says, since this is the <sighs> second time you've interrupted the rock, uh, you're going to go one-on-one with the great one tonight. Hell yeah. Rock says, uh, uh, Jer- uh, Rock says Jericho is 20 minutes away from, uh, uh, 20 minutes away from getting, uh, his ass whipped in the rock. And the rock means 20 minutes. As, uh, as he's saying that, the uh, mankind Does it says, make, does it cut him off? Yeah. 
<laughs> then the rock means 20 the rock mankind says it with him the rock has to stop like yeah. what are you doing stop <laughs> and then the rock goes if you smell in the back you hear mankind la 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 <laughs> rock stares at it like stop stop <laughs> Phenomenal promo so, so far tonight, guys. The one last week is the all-time like iconic one. This is a better segment. Yeah, this fucking segment was amazing. Uh, Jericho, holy fuck, my god! Dude. First of all, get your jerk off, Dad, to quit yeah. trying to rush the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be impressed by you because you're beating you some jabroni named Hooventude. I will tease it, everybody listening. Mick was amazing. It's yep. not even his best line of the week. That's a couple days from now. <laughs> yep. Although, although <laughs> these are great. The altar boy. <laughs> yeah. These are great. These are great. He has a better one later. <laughs> one later this week, which you can listen to on the midweek war stories. <laughs> we done that, and we go backstage with Cole, and he's with Stevie Richards, and Mankind, asking if Mankind's going to wrestle since The Rock's doing it. But then the Dudley Boys come out and attack, um, attack both men with table with uh, trash cans. And I love the fact that the EMTs come over and check on Mankind. Mankind's like, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. He stands up. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> and falls back down. <sighs> uh, British Bull- Let's go to our next match. This is the Bulldog versus China. I'm out. Uh, Bulldog selling for China here. Uh, Hard China, no for me, dog. China throws Bulldog in the turnbuckle, oh, yes, and Bulldog flips into the second turnbuckle. Jarrett then runs down, hits China with a coffee urn. Um, <laughs> Bulldog gets on the mic and says WF is not a place for a woman and he uh, and he just kicked her ass even though China kind of squashed him Jared's like hey slap nuts yeah. that's my gimmick <laughs> Bulldog, right. Bulldog puts China on his shoulder and goes alright Triple H you have 10 seconds to come down here or I'm gonna you know slam her to the ground 10 9 I lied and then power slammed her <laughs> that was a good line I like that part yeah Let's go back to the root with Rooster with the Dudley Boys. Uh, Bubber says that uh, Man- Mick broke the first commandment, that shall not steal from the Dudleys, as Bubba found that jacket in a trash can last week. Um, they, what a waste of the Dudleys, man. This is better, they're better than this. Yeah. So let's go to our next match. As it's Mankind Dude Love, Stevie Richards, versus the Dudley Boys. So real quick, uh, the Dudleys had to be fucking nervous as shit once Vince left, right? Yeah, because Russo was the one who really championed him. They had to be nervous as fuck about and that. Yeah, right in the door, and boom, he's gone. You're like, hmm, that sucks. Luckily for them, it ended up helping him. Yeah. Who knew at the time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jer comes back down and joins commentary. But as the bell rings, Val Venus comes down and pulls Mr. Rocco yeah, out of his... No selling the Triple H beat down. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Val Venus comes out, pulls Mr. Rocco out of his pants, causing Mankind to chase Ma- uh, Val around to the stage. Both teams brawl on stage. Val is on commentary. Uh, Val says that uh, he's out here because Mankind tried to embarrass him on SmackDown last week. Mankind dives at Venus at, uh, at the table, but Bubba gets to him. Mankind is going to put Sacco on, on Val. Um on Bubba, but Val gets on the apron, so Mankind psychos Val. As this is all happening, Dudley's 3D Stevie for the uh, for that. Uh, Foley has Rocco in his hands, but the Dudleys attack him. Foley drops it, and Val picks up Rocco. Dudley attempts to do the uh, a move, but Val, uh, Mankind reverses it into a double DDT. Let's go backstage as a Luma shows up, and it's one Vince McMahon. Vince goes straight to the ring. He calls out Bulldog, wants Bulldog to apologize to Stephanie. 
Bulldog comes out. He says he's sick and damn tired of the, all the apologizing for something that it wasn't his fault. It and was Vince's. In the cahoots, because <laughs> it was Vince. Vince tells Bulldog to come down to the ring. Uh, Vince will beat the apology out of him. Bulldog then goes, I'm taking the night off. Okay, again, I like that part. All right, I'm out. So let's go to our main event, Chris Jericho versus The Rock. Um, Two months later, finally get it. Rock, TV. Rock tells Jericho to come out here and bring out his Curtis Hughes because he's going to turn the whole Curtis Hughes highways <laughs> and stick it straight up. Uh, since, uh, he, since he figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, as Jericho's coming down, Hughes sneaks attacks the Rock before the match. Jericho puts the Rock into the walls of Jericho. Commentary calls it that. They've called it for a couple weeks. Have they? Yeah. Um, I just now just heard it. Have you, uh, did you see that post today from Jonathan Gresham? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Hughes, who apparently trained him, which is interesting, uh, found like one of his first photos ever as a wrestler from 16 years ago. Really? Yeah, it's on his it's on the Twitter. Shit. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. You have to look at it. Crazy. Um, Rock uh, gets hit by Jericho by the ring bell. Rock kicks out at two. Is this where the power went out? Uh, just about. Okay. Um, ref bump. Oh yeah, yeah. The light, go- the lights go out. They fight in the crowd, then they come back, and then the lights go out. So they wrestle with spotlights on. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, commentary's trying to sell it that um, that maybe someone's at hand. Maybe it's Jericho trying to pull a trick. But, yeah, the lights went out. Yeah, just, that's metal lens for you. Yep. Rock, <laughs> hit, yes, rock, rock hits a rock bottom on Jericho on a chair and then hits the people elbow on the chair, too, for the win. But the ref doesn't see it. Also, uh, Bulldog fucked Quad, uh, put the chair backwards. Yeah. So Jericho was laying on the fucking frame of the chair. Yeah. yeah. You dick. <laughs> uh, after the match, Bulldog runs down and attacks The Rock. They begin to brawl until the refs break them apart, and then we get the uh, spot where, like, the refs can't hold them, so they each attack each other, get separated, attack in. As all this is happening, Jericho and Hughes are having an argument, so Jericho leaves without Mr. Hughes. Uh, Bulldog gets to the outside, but Vince comes down and throws Bulldog back into the ring for The Rock to attack Bulldog some more. That ends Raw. However, we get some extra attitude. Nothing happens. Uh, Triple H runs down and begins to brawl with The Rock. Bulldog and Triple H double-team The Rock until Mankind makes the save. Rock hits The Rock bottom and people's elbow on Triple H. Mankind puts Socko on Triple H, and The Rock hits another Rock bottom. Rock and Sock then do a double people's elbow on Triple H to end our extra attitude. Yep. Uh, what was the better show? Raw. Raw. Yeah. Raw. Yes. Um, shall we go to the ratings? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's go to the ratings, shall we? So last week, Raw is coming on a high because of This Is Your Life. WCW got a 3, and Raw got a 6.8 last week. <sighs> So they, you, you know, Raw will be coming down from that. Mm, eh. Maybe. Well, WCW goes down to two point nine. Oh, so they're under three. Ouch. WWF goes to a five point nine. Oh, wow, that was quite the drop. Wow. Not a lot of people caring about the after effects of rebellion. Yeah, Monday Night Football full yeah. swing now too. So, what are you gonna do? Was it? Oh yeah, October fourth. Yeah, October fourth. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Russo. At least the ratings won't matter. 
but at least makes the shows competitive. Yeah, that's what I'm. It'll be interesting. Uh, I would rather watch Raw as Buffalo versus Miami. Mm. Buffalo was good then. That season, that's the season where they would have the uh, uh, Music City Miracle in the playoffs with the Titans. So it was a good team then. And Marino was still playing, so that's actually a big game. It was Marino and... Marino put butts in the seats. Who the fuck was the quarterback for Buffalo? By the late 90s? Shit, I don't know. What was that? Buffalo's yeah, quarterback? Was quarterback. I almost said Bledsoe. No, that's New England. Uh, Jim Kelly. It's not Definitely not him still. <laughs> I was like, early 90s, Jim Kelly. Late 90s. Kelly Jim. Walter. Uh, according to this, uh, the man, the myth, the, the dog, Flutie. I knew it. I was going to oh, say Flutie. Flutie. He sucks. It's a war show time, guys. It is. Can I just get out of the way right now? MVP? For me, it's... Rock slash Mankind slash Jericho. Same. Damn it. Agreed. Same. Yeah. Agreed. Rock. That, was that so segment, good. that whole segment was amazing. I'm looking at the 1999 roster right now for the Bills, and Brian Pillman's on it. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Um, Two years after death. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look at the, like, photos of, like, the 1999, and they have Brian Pillman on the roster. All right. Hey. Death isn't the disadvantage it used to be. <laughs> huh. I don't see that often. Oh, they lost to play the dead guy. <laughs> so, uh, let's start off. So, we already did the MVP since yeah. we're out of uh, best match. Oh, Easy. It's, to me, it's Brett and Brett, Benoit. 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 For sure. But Rock and Jericho's not far behind. It's a very yep. good match. Yep. Uh, worst match? I mean... Uh, any match involving Mula, yep. um, Ivory, and May Young gets my vote. I would do that too, but I'm going to go DDP and uh, Buff Bagwell. Buff That's Bagwell. a nice pull yeah, too. Uh, MVP is the three man race of uh, Jericho, Rock, and Sock. Who is your motive? Uh, the tag team division in WCW now that Nob Hummus is the number one contenders. I got one. Sid. What an impotent... Two weeks in a row, bro. What an impotent fool he is. Two weeks in a row. That's not uh, building that match well. It's killed it for me. I don't care at all. absolutely killed that match. It's been a big and fucking deal. And, and I'm going to go with Sid, too, because it doesn't help the fact that uh, now... Um, um, now uh, Goldberg's after the heavyweight title. So yeah. Yep. You're just a stepping stone yep. for my title. Uh... Corey? Yeah. WTF. WCW. I'm kind of, uh, I don't want to get myself all worked up. But new riders, mm-hmm. Hall and Nash are back. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart in full swing, it looks like. Do we have reason to be cautiously optimistic? I think so. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of toys. For uh, Russo and Ferrara to play with. After this summer, I can't help but feel emboldened by this a little. If this doesn't, then give up. Yeah. Because, I mean, what other choice do you have? Whew. It's rough. Uh, my WTF, uh, how in the fuck do we have three more weeks of Goldberg said build? <laughs> what in the absolute fuck are they going to do? Hey, maybe next week they'll bother to build up Sting and Hogan. <laughs> You don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. 
This should be a giant fucking match. It shouldn't involve cars and outwitting people. It should involve both motherfuckers both being bad. Both these can't outwit anybody. They're both yeah. dumb. And, and just fucking fighting. What Jesus be. Christ. Dude. I actually think in this case, not touching until Havoc is a disservice. It's still, they need to like, brawl and have pull apart. Yes. It, exactly. With these two fucking meatheads, that's what you want. You want to build it up. You just want them fucking feuding and You should fighting. have Goldberg driving in and Sid kicking the fucking window out as he pulls into the spot. Yeah. And then like, just beat the shit out of each other. What are we doing, man? Oh, yeah. Hey. I, I, Austin does these things on Raw, and he's huge. Let's have Goldberg do these things. Yeah, Austin's mm. better at it. His fucking charisma. Kind we're of gonna have promo. we're gonna have Goldberg play Austin, and we're gonna have Hooventude play The Rock. <laughs> oh, for two, uh, Doc. My. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, That's your number two. <laughs> my uh, my second mode there would be Hooventude. You made a shot, kid, and you... <laughs> you ba- I mean... You missed. Good you missed. on you for trying, I guess, but... Hmm. Yep. <laughs> and especially because, like, the f- crowd was like, nah, bro, yeah. we're not feeling that. Don't do that again, ever in your life. <laughs> uh, I think my WTF is going to go to Hoovy. The idea that you're trying to do the Hoovy juice, the uh, the... The real people's champion. At this point, you have to wonder, did he put that by anybody or did he just decide oh, to fucking do just, it? There's nobody there to put no, it by. Because yeah. I don't see who is the kind of guy that runs things <laughs> by gonna, creative. He, he's just going to try and do his own uh, shtick and see if he's the real... Yeah, know. it worked for Jericho. Jericho did his own stuff. No, yeah, but it was his own stuff, not somebody else's. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Jericho didn't come out. A guy Let down, me tell you something, brother. You were down south facing a jabroni called uh, a hooventude? <laughs> I, I wish The Rock would have went, what the hell's a hooventude? <laughs> no, the Jer- announcers did it for him. Jericho-mania. Jericho-mania running wild. <laughs> Dude. So. Entertaining night. Entertaining night, yeah. And an entertaining midweek we, coming yep, up. Yep. Coming up week. on the midweek, we have Thunder and SmackDown, and we have some uh, more headlining oh, news God, man. to bring up. Um Thunder's thunder. None of it good. None of it good. None of it good. So that's coming up on this upcoming midweek war stories. You can go back to listen to the pay-per-view war stories where we just did rebellion. You can listen to us and watch the show. Yes, yes. please. <laughs> yeah, listen to us. You're much better off just listening to you us. You can find all of our podcasts at nosellentertainment.com. That is right, nosellentertainment.com. You can also listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast.